of Who, What, When, Where, Why, we're back with another Tea Time. We talk about the end of our second semester in college, Kelly not understanding Tiger King, and have a talk about sexuality along with a special guest, our friend Connor Dolly. Hello and welcome back all you cool cats and kittens. Nothing but respect for my president, Joe Exotic. Hi, my name is Kelly Bronco. And I'm Jada Davis. And this is our podcast, Who, What, When, Where, Why, as if you didn't already know. Welcome back. <laughs> um, <laughs> our second Skype recorded episode. It has been more than a, over a month in quarantine? Over a month. Yeah, I would say so. And uh, how are you feeling today? I'm, you know what, I'm feeling okay. Not great, but okay. How about you? <laughs> um, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean stressed because the semester is literally ending in two weeks and I have finals in like two days but two weeks mine ends in like less than a week mine ends on like Tuesday well by the time I'm recording this it would have ended already well no but I mean like the official end date where the last finals are being my last final is the 13th or the 12th oh geez but I have one tomorrow and then I have one on Thursday and then I have one on the 12th so I technically say two weeks, but really my classes end on Tuesday. Okay. But, like, I'm going to say the semester ends on the 12th because that's literally the day before the semester actually ends. I've been stressed. I've been lazy. Um, I just want to go outside. Cabin fever. Um, how's work? I know you've been working again. Work is okay. Um, it's actually really quiet lately. I think a lot of the panic has set in. I mean, not said it. I feel like a lot of people have actually, like, kind of gotten over that fear. So now the grocery stores are kind of dead. So it's fine. It's chill. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to a supermarket in a while since it, the this pandemic first started. So I, I applaud you. Um, although you. I did. <laughs> you know, last episode I said I was, I worked for Postmates. Yeah. Now I work for DoorDash. You haven't even started yet. I start today because my thing just went through today. So after this, I'm going to go DoorDash. Okay, so (laughs) I'm reading this. And uh, we wrote, bleach thing, hello? Please don't inject yourselves. Yeah, I I heard someone said that we should inject each other with bleach. Not each other. You should inject yourself with bleach. I still don't fully understand it. Like, I feel like that's too, too ridiculous to be true. Did you see the president said that we're injecting, that they're looking at injecting people with disinfectants? Like, what? Someone that I meant was him. Sorry, unfortunately. But (laughs) I don't get it. I saw Joe Biden tweeted, um, please don't inject yourselves with bleach. And I thought that was funny. I just, I'm only talking about politics, but like, man, what the hell? Oh, my God. I just, that didn't make any sense to me. And then, did you know that the day after I saw in the news, it was, like, I think it was Maryland. They had, like, 100 calls to their 911, like, dispatch or whatever. And it was, like, people who had, like, injected, like, Tide Pods or, like, whatever, like, disinfectants. That's horrible. Oh, my gosh. I had a fifth-grade teacher that would wipe um hand sanitizer on his face, and I wonder how he's doing right now. Wait, doesn't that burn? I don't, you know, I would think so, but I think he was also a germaphobe, so that part didn't strike him as much. But I, I'm i really glad they're restricting 
how many because you know I work at a grocery store I'm really glad they're restricting how many cleaning items you can get if that's what people are using them for it's like when the condom challenge was popular where I know this isn't a challenge it's like a way to save your life but it's just like it's so ridiculous it reminds me when people would buy condoms put water in them and they'd be like balloons or like they did the Tide Pod challenge and had to put child locks on them oh my god yeah what (laughs) but those child locks are easy I'm not gonna lie you just push it down and open do you go to your local Walgreens and break into the cases or something? No, no. Child locks is in, like, when you take them home, they're still child locked. They, like, did something to the zipper where now instead of just straight up opening it, you have to push down on it and open. Like, you know how, like, medicine bottles you have to push down and twist? Yeah. They do oh. that Tide Pod bags now. So, but I feel like a kid, once you, once the kid learns, like, there's no way. I thought you meant they were locked behind cases. Which no, I think no. that's what I mean. Oh, I meant I, the actual bags. They 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 put child locks on them, but they're easy to open. Oh God. Um, it's a very stupid thing, but I'm gonna use people being stupid as a segue for um a next topic. If you want, you can skip this. Um, we're gonna be talking about Tiger King. Even yeah. though I didn't finish it, I started it. I think I'm on episode five or six. Um, I you haven't finished it yet. It's also because I started and then I had homework and everything and I just haven't had time oh see I um forfeited my responsibilities to watch it and oh my god I do not regret it it's crazy it's really good I didn't I saw a lot of people tweeting about it and that was why I started watching it and at first I I thought that it was at first when I started watching it I was like what is this what is going on because it it didn't I to me I didn't think that people actually had tigers in the U.S. like as pets Mm -hmm. and it was so shocking to me that these people did that and um I remember watching it and seeing Joe Exotic and I'm not going to lie to you I did kind of feel for Joe Exotic because I feel like he wasn't abusing his animals I felt like he wasn't the bad guy in the picture because in the beginning they don't really show you him when he goes insane like mental um and I and then Carol Baskin came up I was like Okay, first of all, this woman only wears cat print. And I, iconic, come on. Isn't she that goes, I have a sanctuary for the cats, but she still puts them in cages. So how is that a sanctuary? I thought Big Cat Rescue, when they first were introducing it, and she was doing interviews for it with her little flower crown, I thought that she would release them to the wild. And then they showed the cages that were much smaller than Joe's cages. Yeah, I don't, I, I agree with that logic where Joe is comparing his... Um, you know, his holding of tigers to Carol's because it's clear that there's not much differences between this quote-unquote sanctuary and, you know what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. both Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin were doing harm to those animals, but clearly. Also, I understand, okay, this is an unpopular opinion and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I didn't finish the series, so I don't really, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I won't get mad. Okay. My thing is that a lot of these people were saying how breeding these tigers were bad, correct? Yeah. But the population of tigers in the world has been diminishing for a long time, especially the, especially like, I don't know which kind, but the ones, like the, the orange ones. Mm-hmm. And Joe, even though he's breeding them, technically he's not, he's making more, like there's more of a population. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing, the problem is, is that he's selling them and that's illegal. Right. 
you can't just like sell the, the every like I agree like maybe breeding in itself isn't inherently wrong but everything he's doing is illegal so no matter what it's like not good you know what I mean I understand that and I wholeheartedly believe that he should release him to the wild um well but see, but Carol did breeding too when she first started having tiger she was a breeder at one point Right, and, like, they're both obviously in the wrong because, you know, they are keeping these cats in enclosures. But I do think that Joe has more love for them than Carol does because he raises them from babies and treats them like he's, like, they're his own pets. He doesn't treat them like if they were... No, Joe was shown abusing the animals later. See, you didn't finish, and it's not your fault, but I think in one of the last two episodes, he, like, was shown kind of hurting them and abusing them and after the show ended people said he abused the animals um he apparently shot a bunch of emus at one point too to keep them from yeah he said like he's there's a long trace of him abusing animals i'm not saying that to like shut you down but that's literally what i heard like after the show came out he shot emus at one point because someone gave them to him to take care of and he just killed them jesus but i'm sure you know i know carol definitely isn't doing right with her animals I do think, though, Joe Exotic is clearly dumb. And Carol Baskin is obviously quite smart and knows what she's doing legally. Just Joe Exotic's legal, like, intelligence, I cannot believe he didn't get caught quicker or, like, in trouble for different things. Like, I don't know, did you get to the part where he kept trying to switch his company name so he couldn't get sued? Like, he would just switch his name over. Wait, yeah, I think I remember that. And, like, his mom was dragged into it. Yeah, he, he told he put a paper in front of his mom and told his mother to sign it. First of all, his mom's kind of dumb for that. Why are you just going to sign a document and not read it? I just can't believe Travis... Yeah, I can't believe someone had to witness Travis do that to himself. And that's so scary. And I do like that show for the aspect where it shows, like, a lot more. Like, I was just expecting to see tigers, honestly. <laughs> like, but some, some fun tigers. Maybe some tigers, like, that shouldn't be it captured but i was here for it and then i see this throuple and <laughs> i'm like oh, what that threw me for a loop i was like wait what the kid yeah. is 19 joe exotic was i don't know what like 40 50 yeah because it's like even if you don't morally agree with a throuple or if you do morally agree with the throuple the age gap is no matter what there's there's something there's a lot wrong with that relationship he was 19 when he got married that's how old i am going to be at the end of this month. Like, I'm turning 19 at the end of this month. Like, the fact... I cannot imagine myself with a 50-year-old man. My father's not 50. My father's, like, 45. I just... I can't believe that... I'm glad that everything in this show is being talked about, but I feel like people are just turning more to talk about Joe Exotic, and no one's talking about Travis. Like, this is so sad. This is terrible. And how much he went through... And also, he was... I think they said the only reason that he stayed with Joe was because... He was drug drug dealer? Yeah, he would get weed and heroin and whatever, and Joe would provide that for him. So that's why he that's why he got into the relationship in the first place, kind of. Mm. Of giving him free drugs. I mean there could have been more to it, but that's basically what it was implied. Yeah, it's crazy. Um Yeah. I could talk about Tiger King all day, to be honest. (laughs) Well, we don't well, since this is a super short episode, not super short, but short, um, do you want to segue into our next topic? That Yeah. Um, so, do you want to introduce our topic? Okay, um, I didn't write a cool intro for her, but or them, but 
basically, we wanted to discuss sexuality more in detail, which is a topic that Kelly and I have been wanting to talk about for a while, but we weren't sure the right way to go about it. Yeah, because, um, well, actually, an, a listener of ours messaged me, and she said, could you do an episode on advice, you know, about sexuality or just talk about it? Because I feel like I would love to hear your takes on it and, you know, advice in general. And I am an ally. I have friends who are part of the LGBT community. I don't want to say I'm actively in the LGBT community because, you know, I'm not. Is queer the term? Queer is an umbrella term, correct? Yes. Um, but I, you know you're bisexual and um my roommate's bisexual a lot of my friends are homosexual and you know I have a lot of um friends who are very active in the LGBT community and I was like okay yeah sure and Jade I know you um in high school were very active in our what was it called Mogai? That was the old name I would call it I would say our GSA for now because that's a general term that most people listening would know, GSA, Gay Straight Alliance. You were the president of that in our high school, correct? The LGBT club? Yeah, um, I became the president my senior year. And um, I know you you probably have more insight and um, would love to talk about it, so. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of things you could talk about regarding sexuality, but yeah, I'm bisexual. Um, I've been out since I was, I would say, 14 years old. I... Do, I just, I prefer males and females. I don't really have much explanation other than that. But I definitely have had more issues regarding my race than my sexuality, like people saying things about them, because I've tend to date guys, so I haven't entered a serious relationship with a woman. But the one thing I always think about when it comes to me for sexuality is the act of validation and that I think the only person, even though I love that there's such an accepted community, I think the only person that needs to be okay with themselves is them. Like, you should be able to validate yourself. And it's great to have a community that surrounds you, but not everyone, unfortunately, is super accepting. From what I understand, like, I feel like a lot of people have a lot of internalized homophobia. And I just think that everyone still needs to be more open-minded because a lot of people act like we're in this day and age where sexuality doesn't affect people as much anymore because everyone's accepting, but that isn't necessarily true. So I just think that those who are in the LGBT community should know that they are valid, but they have to be the ones that tell themselves that as well, instead of just seeking for others. But it is great to have like a community that surrounds you, that supports you. I personally have, and um, I learned a lot by being the president of my LGBT group, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that for the world, you know? Do you have like any advice for anyone who is struggling with their sexuality and, you know, coming out and everything, do you think? Yeah. It's your choice to come out when you want to come out. I actually wasn't planning on coming out until my mom kind of just, like, found out almost on a random occasion. I feel like if there's a situation, too, where maybe things could affect you at home, especially now that we're in quarantine, maybe coming out. Not that you should internalize yourself, but I think coming out should be something you do when you're ready. I also think that the main thing people just need to know is just to love themselves and be there for themselves. I don't know what to say. That was so nice. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, well, we did I, have another conversation with someone who's a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Yes, our wonderful friend Connor Dolly, who actually wrote our outro music for our podcast. Super um, talented. 
yes, is uh, very active in the LGBT community, especially on social media. And um, uh, he is always, you know, I don't know, ever since I've met Connor, he's always just been that person that's like, I'm here for you if you ever need to talk about sexuality or, you know, being transgender or anything. And um, I thought that he'd be a perfect fit for this topic because he is just such a wonderful person and so well-spoken, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, here is an interview, which will be coming up in the next probably two seconds with our wonderful friend, Connor Dolly. Hi, Connor. Hi. What's how up? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Um, so as we mentioned before, you are um, a wonderful person. Oh, so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that you are always, like, on your Instagram posting about, you know, um, transgender rights and things like that. And you're an active member of the LGBT community. Um, LGBT plus, right? Is it plus? Honestly, it's however you want to say it. Um, LGBT, LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus. There's LGBTQIA. Like, there's ten different ways to say it. Wait, what's the Uh, A? The asexual. A would be uh, asexual, yeah. Or it's, ally. It's, yeah, yeah, or ally. But um, it's I'm an ally. Yeah, there you go. Allies are valid. Yeah, I think that allies are like super important to uh, help the LGBT community. But anyways, um, yeah, I think that uh, posting about that stuff is something that's sort of just like important because I think that I don't want to sound like an old person, but kids nowadays <laughs> um <laughs> are like. Are, are are nervous and 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 you know scared about about confronting um what the what is seen as like how do I explain this when when you're in the LGBT community it, it's it's easy to be um somebody looks at you and just like outright judges you and I know that when I came out to my parents it was like a a whirlwind because uh, I was not sure how my father was going to react. So I think it's important to see that, to show that stuff to kids that are younger than me, because I already know what my life's about, and like to show them that maybe if they're comfortable um, with things that I'm doing, that maybe that like they share the same interests as me or feel the same way about me. I don't know. I think that it's good to have someone who is so out there and open, I feel like, to other kids, because then they know that it's okay, that they're, they're valid, they're okay, and it, like, I don't know, anytime you post, I'm just, like, oh, this is great, because you're showing to other people that you can still live your life, and you don't have to be pushed inside, and not express yourself, and the way that you were born, so. Right, and I think that is also, you know, important to, uh, acknowledge that you don't have to define yourself as literally anything. <laughs> like you don't have to, you know, do that. It's not important as long as you know who you are and, um, you know, what you stand for. It's completely a hundred percent. Okay. To just say, I don't really know what I am right now. And like, that's cool. <laughs> oh, being as, um, <clears throat> Oh my God, I'm dying. Being as you're a transgender male and you're active in the community, like, what is something that, like, advice you would give to someone who's transitioning or um, about pronouns? Because I know there's always fights with that. Um, You know, like, someone who is transitioning, like, how other people should go about it, like, pronoun-wise. Okay. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's my question. 
<laughs> I'm just trying to think of the best way to word this. So I think that uh, whenever I'm being introduced to somebody, um, they introduce me as male. So like when your friend comes out as transgender, as advice for people who are not transgender, um, because that's usually where like the not knowledge comes from. Because, like, they don't know what to say. They don't do the research, which is fine. Because, you know, when you're trans, you kind of have to. You have to do your research <laughs> to be called what you want to be called. But as somebody who isn't trans, um, I would introduce the people that are closest to you by what they would like to be introduced as and what they identify as instead of, like, oh, this is my transgender friend. Like, that... Yeah isn't something that is really it's, it's kind of frowned upon to do that if that makes any sense because yeah. um, then it's harder for the person to pass naturally without you um you know like interjecting if that makes any sense yeah. um also when you're talking to somebody who's transgender and or or maybe you just don't know what their pronouns are and so like if for instance let's just say somebody walked up to me and Kelly was like, this is Connor. And like somebody, your friend was like, Oh, she, whatever. I would just say he. And then instead of getting like upset as the person who like got corrected, instead of being like, Oh my God, I am so sorry. Like, I am so sorry. Like this is, I'm such, I'm so dumb. Like, cause I hear that a lot. Just, just say thank you and move on. Like, you can okay. just say, thanks for correcting me, and then correct yourself from there on. It's way easier for the trans person to not feel like they're being a burden by, like, kind of just existing, if that makes any sense. No, that's good. I've actually never heard that. I've never heard anyone say, like, I've listened to a lot of other podcasts and watched TV and, like, seen people talk about, um, like, if you accidentally misgender someone, <clears throat> and most of them don't say like you should say thank you that's actually yeah that's really interesting i saw a uh actually what i did is i saw a tweet with that and it was really like uh an eye-opener for me you know because i i did i i talked to one of my friends about it um who isn't trans and uh you know they didn't really agree and i kind of was just like um i understand you not agreeing but, like, if you're friends with somebody like me who's transgender and, like, you, you know, misgender them, it, making them feel like a burden is kind of, like, just, like, it's not really the goal. Like, mm. if you want somebody who you're friends with to feel comfortable, you're going to do, you know, all that you can to make sure that they do feel comfortable. Um, and misgendering somebody uh, isn't your fault, so you don't have to say you're sorry. You just have to move on and, and correct it from there on out. Otherwise, it becomes a big thing, especially if, like, while you're saying I'm sorry, somebody walks into the conversation, doesn't know what's going on, and then we have to tell them the story of how you misgendered the person. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not a fun time either. So, yeah, I would say that's that's the good advice I have for people who are not trans um, as for people who are trans, you just have to, to do the best you can to do your research on, on things to make sure you are sure about who you are. Obviously, you don't have to make any definite decisions, but I would say um, talk to other people who are trans in the community, slide 
respond to those DMs. Like, you can. Like, every trans person, if you ask them about being trans, they're going to talk to you about it because they want you to feel safe. Um, and you want to your Instagram? Just Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> My Instagram is at content Connor or content Connor. I don't care how you say it. C-O-N-T-E-N-T Connor. C-O-N-N-O-R. We're going to put it in the description too awesome dope that's awesome and so yeah i'm all my dms are always open i've had quite a few people come to me and and talk to me about their sexuality but i'm i'm my literally my door is always open i'm always down to talk about sexuality and gender identity i love that that was such a great response oh my gosh you're so well spoken oh thank you um also <laughs> we just wanted to say thank you for writing our outro song like it, we love it so much. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I tried to get those indie vibes. You know, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. I love you so much. We, I just want to say I appreciate you so much, and thank you for coming on to talk with us because um, you had some really good points, and I don't think you've said it so well. You and did. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, yeah. <laughs> so, anything else you'd like to say before we? Um, cut this segment um just uh gay is okay uh you know just chill out and relax because uh at the end of the day like when you're old enough to be out on your own if people who you know you're with right now don't accept you for who you are um people around you will gather around you and the people who like love you like my friends like kelly who like doesn't care and like Sebastian, they're here for you, and and we're all here for you. You just have to find your like kind of uh, group of people who will be there, like a family for you. But anyway, yeah, gay's okay. <laughs> gay's okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> and we're back. So, um. That was the interview. How did you feel about that? <laughs> I thought it was super insightful. I did not expect all of that, but I think we should definitely look to do more interviews in the future if you guys are here for that. That was our second interview we've ever done. No, wait, third. Third. Yes. Well, no, I think Sky was like an episode we did together. So I would say this is our second interview. Yes. And, um, you know, we would love to show everyone our friends and talk about more topics, so please let us know. Um, off the topic of um, the LGBTQ plus community, um, Pride. I'm so sad that Pride in New York City is being canceled because oh every single year God. I wanted to go, and this was the first year that I was allowed to go and go, you know, support my friends and be there and feel like that wonderful atmosphere because I heard it's such a magical experience. And then, you know, Rona happened and now Cuomo says that no, no pride for us. Yeah, I am super upset about it because I've gone to pride for the past two years and it's been like almost a tradition for me to go every year. And pride was actually on my birthday this year. Oh, so it basically... It feels like my birthday got canceled, guys. I don't even, uh, I'm, I'm deeply sad. Obviously, it has a lot of symbolic value, but also, it is a fun time. Like, you really don't have to be, you should be an ally to, you know, help support the community, but I don't think you even have to be part of the LGBT community to, like, have a good time at it. Like, it's just great, and it's so, uh, I'm so upset about it. 
I'm very sad because um, I was going to go with you and I've always wanted to go with you specifically because I feel like you were the person that kind of, yeah, you opened my eyes, you know, to the community itself. And, you know, because when I was younger, I didn't really have, you know, come from a Catholic household, not saying that they're homophobic or anything, but not and like European, there wasn't really much talk of, you know, sexuality and everything. And um, I think you were the first person really that was like, yeah, there's, there's a lot out there and there's a lot of different people, but we're very cool. And, you know, it's, uh, and everyone's just so nice and wonderful. And I really just want to go to support my friends and, you know, I, be, be with all these people who are just so unique and special to the world. And mm-hmm. I'm just so sad that we couldn't go. So as I look in our outline, um, someone else also messaged me. And they want they are a going to be a freshman in college next year. And considering since we are finishing our first semester of college, they wanted to know, was there anything that we would wanted to say or how we felt when we started college or thinking back, like anything to someone who is going into college, you know, especially going into college, probably with Zoom classes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What I will say, first of all, I'm always team community college in the sense where if you're going to a two-year school or a trade school, do not feel ashamed. I feel like getting out of high school is such an accomplishment in itself, and I think everyone should be proud of themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to joining colleges with remote learning, that, okay, my (laughs) advice is just hang in there because it will, obviously, being on campus and, you know, attending classes is so much better, and that is worth the experience within itself. And I know it's going to be really discouraging to come to school when you're on remote learning, but I believe that um, time will pass and everything's going to be okay. So just try to get used to the way that they're teaching you for now. But I do, I am nervous for those people who are coming into classes with remote learning because I know it might be hard to like, you know, encourage yourself to do the work when you're at home. So I just think that everyone, including me, needs to work on being more efficient with getting their work done and trying their best to make do with what the way things are. Um, I think for me, speaking from an art student, um, this entire year, I know for a fact that I've talked to people who go to, you know, very big art schools. And when I tell them that I don't go to a very big art school, they constantly when I say, hey, I go to this school for musical theater and they go, oh, oh, that school. I've never heard of it. To anyone who's an art student, I know this year I've kind of felt discouraged. It doesn't matter where you go to art school. It really doesn't. As long as you're happy and as long as you feel like you are getting the best out of your education and you are learning and you are growing as an artist, a performer, a graphic designer, as a um, director, musician, film major, it's all really about you and your talent and what you put into your program and what you get out of it, you know, success you have to measure your own value of success not someone else especially even with your classes and also it's okay to take a mental health day don't think that you constantly have to overwork yourself it is okay you know once in a while to just relax calm down you need it college is hard I'm not going to lie to you it can be hard going in but I've sadly my second semester was cut short, but I've had a really great time at school, and I really hope that we don't have remote learning in the fall. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, college is the time to try something new. College is the time for you to meet new people. Um, don't be shy because everyone else is also starting at this new school and trying to transition too. Um, and that's my advice. I really uh, like that. Thank that's you. That's answer. Along with answering, we have a couple of questions here from some people who sent me questions. Mm-hmm. Um, our first one is favorite place. What's your favorite place? That's, oh, um, there's a coffee place I really would like to go to right now, but I think my favorite place in the world is Target, and that's my answer. Thank you. Target? Yes, I love Target. Now, it's a, like, place that I go. I think a place, like, that's my place. Target is my place. There are places I would like to travel, sure, but I feel like my favorite current place is Target, and all I want to do is walk around Target or TJ Maxx. That's all I want I was going to say New York City, but... (laughs) Oh, I do love New York. A Target in New York would be my favorite place. Oh, my God. Have you been to the really big Target? Oh, my God. Where is it? No. It's the really big one in... um, It's in Manhattan, I think. No, I want to go so bad. It's it's absolutely huge. I love it. Oh, my God. I want to go. The second one is, who inspires you most and why? I think for me, either... It's three. I have three because I can't choose. Um, my first one has to be Debbie Reynolds because she's just a fantastic performer and she has gone through a lot in her performing career, especially filming Singing in the Rain. She says that's the second hardest thing she's ever done besides childbirth. Go her. Um, Julie Andrews, because she's Julie Andrews. I loved that woman. And my third one is Michelle Obama. Because, I don't know, she's just such a strong woman and she's done so much and she's just so caring and she loves what she does and she just preaches you know being healthy spending time with family making sure that everything is okay and I don't know she's just such an influential woman in my life and um yes I love Michelle Obama (laughs) what about you I think Michelle Obama is one of mine too um I guess hmm creatively my biggest inspiration is actually my brother Jordan because um a king he <laughs> thank god he produces a lot of great content he's a drummer and he's um very talented and I aspire to have the drive and the passion that he does being in the creative field I tend to look up to people who have that passion towards their career Jordan a king and our last one so um, we may or may not have mentioned him before, but my best, our best friend, Ryan, asked us, oh my God. are dolphins as curious about land as I am of deep sea diving? Wait, this, so the I, does the I mean um, Ryan specifically? I guess so. We never knew Ryan had um, a deep interest for deep sea diving. I don't think he's ever mentioned that in the years I have known him. Um, I guess not because even though dolphins are really smart I don't think that like I don't think they think about sprouting two legs and walking on land I could be wrong I don't I don't think animals think about any concepts that are known to them like for example I don't think that dogs think about humans because they don't know the concept of a human so why would a dolphin think about land if they aren't aware of, like, the concept. Maybe when they're on the sand, maybe then they could be like, ooh, look at the land. I, oh, my God. I'm thinking way too into this. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and that's where I would like to end this episode because that question was absolute buffoonery. Uh, <laughs> question so I'm here for it. Um, so our socials for our podcast is always at 5W Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, the social media trinity. Jada, would you like to plug your own socials? For now, I'm just going to say please like our Facebook. Um, as usual, my Instagram and Twitter is at TotallyJada, and that's all we need to find me on for now. I'm kidding. I'm not anything bad, but those are my social media plugs. What about you, Kelly? I just changed my usernames on all platforms to the same yeah, one. Um, my username now on Instagram and on Twitter is at Kelly, B-R-A-N-X-O, at K-E-L-L-Y-B-R-A-N-X-O. And we'll put that all in the description of this episode. And um, we'll also put all of um, Connor's socials and all of um, his uh, music stuff because he is releasing two singles with his band. Mm-hmm. Um, please message us with, we loved answering all of your questions. Um, thank you to everyone who sent in questions. And thank you everyone who sent in topics. Um, please don't hesitate to message us on anything or reply to any of our posts, you know. Yeah, talk to us. We're fun. <laughs> We're fun. You should see our Twitter. It's just yeah. us messing with each other. Yeah, some of it's really embarrassing. So if you want to see some pictures you could definitely blackmail us with, go to our Twitter. Oh, my God. Don't say blackmail. <laughs> you know, I know which one I'm thinking of specifically. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, goodbye. Bye, everyone.